0: And I, I'm back uh, with the Coburns. I've got Lars and Janelle. Hello, 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 Lars and Janelle. And Lars, first of all, you uh, may win the prize for the person on the podcast with the most interesting first name that I've ever had. There was a guy named Francis Mbuvi uh, on the hey. podcast from Africa. His last name was M B U V I, and and but Lars. I, tell us about Lars. You're my first Lars to ever meet. What is the, what's so you the deal with this?
1: You, you haven't interviewed uh, the uh, drummer from Metallica?
0: Never. Oh, never. Okay. I haven't had any Metallica members <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, I'm guessing your family comes from a some kind of Norse or Scandinavian background?
1: Yeah, uh, my uh, grandfather was full-blooded Norwegian, and so his, uh, his last name was Larsen. And uh, in Norwegian, Larry and Lars are the same. Oh, my dad's first name is Larry. Okay, uh, so my mom kind of uh, was really excited about having her maiden name kept in the family as well as matching up with my dad. So,
0: that's neat. Your dad's name is Larry, and your mom's last name was Larson. Larson. I like it. Yep. And Janelle, uh, Janelle's kind of. Uh, I mean, is it is your middle name? Is there a middle name that that adds spunk to the situation or Evelyn? Evelyn? Yeah. I like That's good. Okay. Janelle Evelyn. That's wonderful. Uh, And what was your maiden name before it was Coburn?
2: Fetters. So my initials were Jeff and my dad's name is Jeff. So I was Jeff Jr.
0: Jeff Jr. was your nickname.
2: Yep. I
1: didn't
0: even know
2: this. This is brilliant. (laughs) You
0: can't plan podcast magic like this. This is my third uh, podcast to record this week while my youth group is in San Diego. You guys are you guys are a youth ministry uh, marriage. You're, you're, you're working at a church in San Diego. Tell us about the church that you're at.
1: Uh, well, Canyon View Church of Christ um, is uh, kind of north of downtown San Diego. Um, and uh, Claremont is the community that it's built in. Um, and so it's kind of an urban sprawl of, of San Diego post, uh, World War II. Um, and San Diego is one of those port towns where the, the Navy and the, the Marines have a really high presence here. So we have a lot of, um, members who, uh, who got out of the military and just yeah. stuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's some younger families, uh, that either moved here to work contracting with the, the Navy or are still, uh, deployment and, and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, the culture like we just had Military Appreciation Sunday and it was a big time with a, a lot of people bringing their uniforms yeah. and um so it's a it's a fun place to be because there's a lot of uh San Diegan kind of camaraderie and and uh, hope and history and and stuff like that. Um the church actually merged 20 years ago. There were two Churches of Christ here in the in the area that merged together and and formed one and added this whole new building. And um, so there's kind of a pride of yeah. we're here and, and we're we're expanding.
0: And it's really been fun to stay here. Our group has been here um, for a mission trip that sort of got thrown off course, um, and we never intended to to be in San Diego. We thought we were going to be in Mexico this week, as you guys know. And a couple of weeks ago, we made contact via a friend of a friend, um, like two friends down the line. And I, I sent you an email just saying, uh, we're brothers in Christ. Hey, what if my youth group, you know, relied on you to bail us out? Uh, and you guys have been a real blessing for us. But now I should say, if someone comes looking for the Canyon View Church of Christ in, in the Claremont you know, area of San Diego, and they type it into Google, be careful because it, it will lead you to a retirement community. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, it will. <laughs> right? It I mean will. It,
0: It's funny how down the hill, I mean, you kind of have to, it's a little tricky to get here.
1: Yeah, definitely. They uh, they own the property um, there, and they sold it to, uh, or I guess gave it to a, a foundation, the San Diego Christian Foundation, who um, established both a school and a retirement home. Um, assisted living, really, it, it does... Um, have a, a kind of a nursing care unit, but for for the most part, it's really just an old retirement yeah. home. Um, now we've got quite a few members actually that come to Canyon View that live down there, so they just kind of get a ride up the hill. Um, but yeah, that's it's been great. it's been a great <laughs> uh, great ministry. But the address is a little bit tricky, that's for sure. We often tell people to turn left at the liquor store, which uh, is a great <laughs> landmark for a church. But. That's
0: right. Uh, and so you, Lars, are from Portland originally.
1: Uh, yeah, I was born guy. in Portland, Oregon. Okay,
0: so. and Janelle from Orange County. Orange County. So you're a SoCal girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I, I'm, I, y'all are awesome, and I love you already. But I started thinking about how this could be a cool podcast when I realized, and I did not. I don't know that we talked about this two weeks ago. We didn't have a lot of time. To do anything other than talk about what this might look if our youth group came here to San Diego, you yeah, spend a day to, driving
1: around the city. We so.
0: did, and and we uh, with Mike Haskins from New Vision uh, Christian Fellowship, and it was a day filled with you know sort of questions and answers about the immediate needs of this mission trip. And it wasn't until we were here and we were enjoying life together on the beach last weekend. That I realized y'all had just gotten married. You've been married. Tell us how long you've been married, and and uh, you know how's that going?
2: Yeah, it's three months so <laughs> far. So yeah, everything's perfect. I've always, everything's always perfect. <laughs> We're if you still just on the honeymoon stage. keep,
0: yeah, just keep that attitude up indefinitely. Uh, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it to seventy five years, and yeah. you know if marriage and it's, it's gonna be perfect. It'll still be perfect.
1: Yeah. Well, just like this week, we took. Um, Tuesday, and we called it our Ditch Day, and uh, we just took some time. She's on a long-term sub, um, and so she took a day off. I I called in and just said, hey, I need a day with my my wife, and we went uh, and spent the day together, and uh, I think that's uh, something that we've been enjoying with our flexibility that that comes through both the church and, and our current kind of stage of life right now.
0: And we're going to talk more about your church, your roles there, and and kind of the—I'm thinking about, you know, this podcast just sort of in terms of new ministry, new marriage. Because you haven't been at Canyon View very long, Lars, before the two of you got married. And so you're relatively new at this congregation as the youth minister. You guys have just gotten married Um, and so you're figuring this thing out together. And, and I figured that we might have a lot of listeners that are in a similar kind of situation or headed into that situation or coming out of a situation that's similar. Um, and so there's a lot of layers of starting in a new congregation, learning about a new youth group, um, learning about one another and and those kinds of things that I'm excited to get to. But first, uh, a lightning round, get to know me. Who's excited? (laughs) Are you guys ready for this? Okay, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and this is just no pressure. You guys just enjoy. Um, all right, uh, what is your, and both of you answer, take, you know, each of you answer, what is your go-to Spotify playlist, or if it's Pandora.com, you know, your, your go-to playlist?
2: Oh, uh, tie between Boyce Avenue and Matt Redman.
0: Boyce Avenue?
2: Yeah, they do covers.
0: That's a band? Yeah. Okay, heavy. Boyce Avenue. Mm-hmm. All right, so so it's either Boyce Avenue or Matt Redman.
2: Matt Redman all
1: right? And uh, I typically do the Multiply, Need to Breathe um, iTunes Radio.
0: What does Multiply mean?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, is this, that a band? This, their song, Need to Breathe. Is the oh, band. Need to Breathe need is the to band. The band. To, yeah. I,
0: you got listen. I'm not the most musically
1: intelligent No, that's intelligent okay. That's okay. I just tell you what I typed in. I, so. <laughs> but...
0: On Spotify, I have only. In fact, I'm going to tell you that I, I started telling you this story on the way up the stairs, and and I got distracted because our mission team. I had to make sure that everything was taken care of. I've only I've only created one radio station on Pandora. I'm, I'm sorry, on Spotify, and it's it's Queen Radio.
2: Queen oh, is my yeah, favorite band. Yeah. As, as
0: listeners, as faithful listeners to the digital side hug, know, I love Queen, and don't get me started on Queen. Although it's too late, but. Here's what I did, y'all. I just had the worst experience. I mean, it it was heartbreaking, and and I had a moment of panic. So I've got a new phone, and I switched, I just recently switched from Apple device, I had an iPhone for four years. So I went from a 4S to an LG G3, and Best Buy made me an offer I couldn't refuse, because I wanted, I I was gonna stick with Apple, but I've honestly been very curious. So anyway, I've got a new phone, and I I said, you know, I'm gonna do Spotify. I'm just gonna try it. I'm doing the free version, and I've got it on Queen Radio, and I'm on my way back to the church here. We're going to film uh, record this podcast. So I, I'm listening to Queen. We Are the Champions comes on, okay? Which, it should be noted, is, is an amazing song with an incredible solo. It's beautiful. However, um, I, I actually don't listen to it very often because I'm saving it for when either the Memphis Tigers or the Memphis Grizzlies win a championship, I'm going to play. We are the champions. There you go. And this is already taking too long, but in 2008, when I was at the Memphis Tigers versus uh, Kansas Jayhawks game, I had gummy bears in one hand the entire game in my right hand. The whole game I held these gummy bears in honor of Derrick Rose's diet because he ate only gummy bears at the time. And in my pocket was a playlist that was queued up to We Are the Champions. I had headphones I was ready to put it in. So that's, it's, it's a sad, heartbreaking story. But I'm sitting in my car in your parking lot. And I get a text from one of the leaders on the mission trip. and I'm, And I go to hit send and something happens. And the text message app disappears. And Spotify comes up. And where my thumb was going to hit send was the thumbs down button. And I accidentally told Spotify, thumbs down on We Are the Champions. If there's anybody, the, the, the music just ran out, I've got to start it again. If anybody in podcast land knows how to contact Spotify and undo a thumbs down, will you please send me an email at <laughs> thedigitalsidehug at gmail.com. Where were we? Where were we? Oh, your Where go-to we? Spotify yes, playlist. Yes, there we go. I I only have one playlist. It's the Queen Radio Play. All right, b- back to our, <laughs> our lightning round, get to know me. What is your favorite Matthew McConaughey movie?
1: Matthew McConaughey movie. Hmm. Mm. I like uh, in the Reign of Fire. I think it's the, the Reign Rain, Rain of Fire. The Reign of Fire. Okay? Yes, the one with the dragons. Yes,
0: stuff. that's right. I've never I've never seen Christian it. Christian Bale and that Reign of Fire. Fire. Okay, Reign of Fire and
2: I'm, I'm terrible. I don't know.
0: You don't have one? I, I,
1: Sahara. I don't, yeah, I don't
0: know. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. There you go. That's a good one. He's uh what wasn't he in uh We Are Marshall? Wasn't he in that movie?
1: He Might have
0: been. It's uh so how the To Kill a Mockingbird remix uh, from from <laughs> the, the down south uh, Mississippi courtroom drama. What was it? Uh, Time to Kill. One of oh, his early mm-hmm. ones.
1: Okay.
0: okay, well, you keep thinking about it. If you decide later, let me know. All right. So you have to move from California tomorrow. You've got to go to your house, which you moved into a week ago, and you've got to move out. Out of California, where do you move? And you separately have to answer on the count of three. Okay? I'm gonna say on your I'm gonna say on your mark get at go. Does this have to be realistic? No, no it doesn't no no of it? course not. This is the digital side hug podcast. It doesn't have to be realistic <laughs> at all. You can say whatever, where do you move tomorrow? But you've got to be out of California tomorrow. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. On your marks, get set, go.
2: Cambodia. Paducah.
1: <laughs> Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Cambodia. <laughs> I love it. Why Paducah? Uh, well, the the pastor who married us, um, Pastor Charles, uh, was Janelle's high school pastor here in Southern California. But he um, has lived all over, I guess. But anyway, he's the pastor at First Baptist in Paducah.
0: Okay. Guess, yeah. Paducah, Kentucky. That's all right. Fine. We'd love to have you in Middle Tennessee just to let you know. <laughs> you said Cambodia. Why Cambodia? That was crazy.
2: I love Cambodia.
0: You, um, you've been?
2: Twice, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yes. because yeah, well, Maybe we'll talk about that later in terms of just your passion in your heart, and kind of your role with this youth ministry. I forgot this was a this was a grilling hot dogs on the beach conversation <laughs> about Cambodia. Uh, so we'll come back to that. All right, good. All right. Um, now there is a button in front of you. No, before I ask the button question, the perfect date night. Okay, on the count of three, you're going to say it at the same time. And and this is like you got to make it quick, so you can't have a drawn out answer. But it would be like, let's just say the perfect date night place to eat. Okay. Perfect date night place to eat on the count of three. <laughs> Again, it's Lars and Janelle. We're learning from from <laughs> Lars and Evelyn. On your marks, get set, go.
2: Picnic on the beach. Well, you Come
1: didn't on, say I Lars. Don't what, what
2: happened? At you you home,
0: goofed. I guess.
1: I, I don't know. Sit
0: at home? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, this is unacceptable. I'm a oh my goodness. So, picnic at the beach, that was way better than. than... Yeah,
2: well, we do that a lot. <laughs> so, I thought we were going to say the same thing. <laughs> All right. I,
0: I blanked. You did. How did you believe? You you looked so ready to give a classically romantic answer and nothing. Okay, there's a button in front of you. If you push it, you must hold hands when you are awake. Okay, if you let go during sleep, we'll accept it. But you must hold hands for six weeks. You may not let go for six weeks. Okay, during waking hours. So, Lars, you wake up before Janelle, you got to grab her hand, okay? And then you're trying to sleep, he's got your hand. It's the way it is. He woke up early.
2: So, when we don't push the button. If
0: you don't <laughs> press the button, you may not speak out loud to one another for six months.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Do hmm.
0: you press the button or not on the count of three? Do you press, again, if you press the button, six weeks of holding hands. If you do not press the button... Then it is June today, so December would it be December? Yeah. So you have to talk on December the (laughs) third. All right. You got to sign language or text one another. (laughs) That
1: wouldn't (laughs) be that hard. (laughs)
0: Yes. Make contact via social media and on your marks, get set,
1: go. Push the button. Don't push the button.
0: You would push it. Yeah, because you're holding ads for six weeks. That'd be so awesome. Y'all would be the cutest married couple (laughs) ever. But I think I can show her
1: love (laughs) without speaking to her.
0: Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I am thrilled that we get a chance to talk. Now, you were a youth minister. You've been in youth ministry three-ish years, three and a half years?
1: Yeah, about, this is my first year of full-time ministry, but I was a youth minister for two years in Eugene.
0: While um, you were in college? college, yeah. Okay, and so two, two years of part-time experience, and now you're a full-time minister for mm-hmm. the first time, hired about a year
1: ago. Yep, exactly a year ago this week.
0: Okay, and Janelle, you knew him most of this time, right? You met while he was doing the part-time thing?
2: Yep.
0: And, and walk us through that. And your thought process on marrying a youth minister and then he becomes a full-time youth minister. Did you move down here then? Did y'all court from long distance, et cetera, et cetera?
2: Okay. well, when I was little I, I promised myself I would never marry a missionary or a pastor. So God laughed and showed me Lars. Well I'm not so a pastor. How often does that I'm, happen?
1: I'm a, I'm a minister in the Church of Christ, so I'm not a pastor.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right. True. Yes, yes,
0: exactly. And those of you that, that are not of not from the Church of Christ, it, we it's been a yeah, we don't call ourselves pastors. Although we kinda do, you know, when we're communicating with, with the broader Christian, you know, culture because that's what everybody else says. But but we are ministers, not pastors. I still don't know Inside why, joke. but anyway, so yeah, you married a minister, mm-hmm. uh, but you, but you said you wouldn't, um, and then keep, so keep going. You, okay. you met him, started dating. So, yep.
2: So after, I don't know, a couple of dates, I told my roommate, you know, I, I would really, I, you know, like to marry this guy and she kind of laughed. After a said, couple of dates? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, you know, pillow talk. You're talking to your roommate and you're in college and you're like, I, I could marry him. Yeah. Yeah you know cuz there no there's no point in dating if you couldn't marry the person. So
0: Okay, okay. So, so a, philosophically I, I could you marry, could marry him. You know, I
2: could marry <laughs> this guy. And she started laughing and was like you're going to be a, a pastor's wife. So anyway, we I am, yeah, am.
0: cuz he was he was doing part-time youth ministry yeah, at the time. And,
2: and this is what he's wanted to do. So it was it was never like, a, well, I might do ministry. It was yeah. a, I'm I'm in ministry. Um so we got engaged um like the week after my 21st birthday and we had the rest of the school year until May. So October to May we were engaged. We graduated. I went off to Cambodia for 2 months. Um we did the whole almost no verbal talking almost for, for two, two, two or two months. <laughs> A little bit of choppy Skype from Cambodia. Yeah. Um and then we were engaged. We got married in March. So from October of 2000 wow, 2013. 2013, 2013 yep. to march of 2015 we were engaged so about a year and a half a year and a half engagement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was in orange county for most of it and he was in san diego for most of it like which after is, post-graduation which is like an hour and a yeah, half
0: i was gonna say depending hour. on traffic depending okay. on traffic yeah but yeah about so not
2: hour. not long distance uh he came up a lot almost every weekend and
0: and we're, so he came up there more than you came down here but did you right. get to know this church though i mean were you oh, getting to know the church a little bit or not
2: a little bit. I came down a couple times. Lars preached a couple times, so I came down for that. I did a couple youth events. But most of the time, my parents have a big house, so they have this lower story that has his own bedroom, own bathroom, own everything, yeah. so he could come and stay so for yeah. a couple days, and he had his own space, you know? Right, right, um, right. Okay. That, that, was, that was a sweet time, but it's it's nice to be married. It's a adjustment, for sure.
0: Okay, just let's go there first, then. Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe we backtrack a little bit, depending on where the conversation goes. But I'm curious, um, you're you've you've been here almost nine months, nine months or so. When you marry, how did how did getting married complicate ministry? Um, how did how did getting married simplify ministry? Can you? talk yeah, about Yeah, I
1: mean, I think uh, so. With ministry, there's always that level of um, commitment and when are you just doing stuff because you don't have anything else to do so i think when i got here the first uh three or four months um it was easy just to be here for hours and you know for days essentially you know and uh to be here when somebody wanted me to be here to be here just planning things and and thinking about ideas um but then like those weekends were were a pull to like, okay, Mm -hmm. I want to go up and be with her and I want to be away from here to go be with her. So her moving here um, and being in the same city, it's like, I don't, Uh, feel as bad about you know like tonight we went out and did a a, a ministry service activity um, in the evening on Wednesday evening after her work and we did it together and so it was not me telling her about events anymore it was we get to do it together but there's that that same complication of if I am here late or I am here doing something over the weekend uh, she's waiting for me at home or um, it's taking time away from us and and I think that uh, I tend to just want to live twenty four seven doing this, you know, yeah, yeah. being down here, planning events, going out with people, yeah. um, and that's not realistic even uh, to the slightest. And so, finding those times where we can just be together is is almost more difficult now that she is here, mm-hmm. um, because I don't go somewhere else and I can't unplug from ministry necessarily
0: have have the teens has there been any kind of teens have to get used to this new version of lars that isn't available all the time and isn't able to give quite as much time or is is having to be conscious of time boundaries whereas when you were in town pre-marriage you know that was, that you described that wasn't exactly the same have you noticed that at all or, or not well, and have you janelle noticed that at all
1: I think at the the beauty of this church, uh, to some degree, is like they knew when we interviewed um, here back, um, you know, year and a half ago. Now um, it was a January interview. I brought her yeah. and her parents down. And they so knew they this was to, a reality. You were they engaged. Knew this, we were engaged. We were going to be married. They, we actually had the date. I think um, mm-hmm. already. And so they, they've they always known that, hey, we've got to give Lars plenty of time to... Mm-hmm. And they've been encouraging of that. And so I think um, looking for me at one of the beauties of this church is definitely that idea of flexibility. They want me, and I have many people in the congregation who are encouraging me, hey, you shouldn't be here later than you need to be. You need to be taking time with her um, and uh, and be, be caring for that. Uh, I deal with a commuter church so 30 most of my kids are 30 40 minutes away yeah. from the building um so even if i am here i actually realized that um doing ministry the way i was doing it the first couple of months actually wasn't panning out to any more time with the right, teens right it was there's no I was payoff. spending more time doing ministry but i wasn't doing it with the teens yeah 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 and uh, so we've taken some adjustments and actually we've gotten to to do stuff, we now live in the same apartment community as one of our families, oh, and um, cool. so there's some some good things coming out of that, for sure. But about know. your
0: perspective,
2: I mean, about how his ministry has changed since we've been married. Yeah, or um, or
1: your
0: perspective of the the church's reception of you as a part of the deal now in yeah. in, in the in the present. I and, mean,
2: most of the people you know are just. Really, they're just so happy that we're married now and that I'm here all the time. But some people are still, they come up to me, they introduce themselves to me. Huh. Like, I'm Janelle. and Oh, are you a first-time met person? And then yeah. I'm married to your youth minister. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard your name or I've seen you across the way. And right. it's like, I've been here for three months. But, I mean, that's kind of going away now. But I think, I think the hardest thing, the thing I didn't anticipate about being a, a ministry wife was when do you switch it off you know as when, a while, you as as me and and for Lars too like when does ministry stop in life just continues on mm. so when we're hanging out with the teens you know if we go out ice skating do we have to do a devotional or or sure. do we just hang out or is it just a time
1: where yeah. you're hanging
2: out and kind of drawing the line um we've been talking about ha- like hosting people now that we have a bigger place you know yeah. let's have some young adults over well do we do it as a as a bible study or do it? Do it as just having friends over for dinner and trying mm-hmm. to balance, you know, what are what are we going to do with that? Um, which I think I didn't really anticipate. I didn't really we didn't really think about it before we got mm-hmm. married, and now it's becoming this reality of well, we want to host, but how are we going to go about hosting? Are we going to create a this is a young adult class and you're coming to our apartment? I'm cooking right, for you, right? Or is it going to be I'm cooking for you? We're going to hang out, watch a movie, eat some ice cream, and send you home.
0: Yeah, am I am I on the clock or not? And what does right. what does that look like? That's that's right. right. That's interesting. Um, and any other? I mean, what are what other challenges you've seen to the process of ministry and marriage kind of coming together in this in this interesting situation? Uh,
1: yeah, I think that uh, she brings up a good point about the perception of what we're doing and why we're doing it and. Um, I've had, I think, the most often asked question by people in the church are, "Are you making friends with anyone?" Mm-hmm. Um, and because my brain is always thinking, "Well, I'm about doing ministry for relationships," and um, and so most of my relationships are built off of the fact that I'm doing ministry. I mean, I even think about our our friendship and the reason we're together is because. You're, you were on a mission trip, or your team was going to be on a mission trip, and so we got connected, and right. we've become friends, and so this is a really neat relationship, but at the same point, it's like, I I want to be able to um, get to know another couple. I want us to, yeah. to have friends, and we're both not from here, and they uh, people keep telling me, hey, I'm, we're, we're concerned for you because... We don't have anybody your age at this mm-hmm. church. And um, and so, you know, at one point someone's asking me that question of like, how can we reach the millennials? How can we reach the post-college young adult range? And at the next moment they're saying, hey, we're really concerned for you and your marriage because mm-hmm. uh, are you guys making any friends? And so I, I, they seem to be the same problem or the same... Uh, thing, but it's two sides of, of yeah. really the same coin because I go about it differently. I, at one point I'm talking about how the church needs to to minister better, to be more outgoing and its in its way that um, not only it meets people who come in, but how it engages in the community because I, I want to be at a place that's that's doing something that has a yeah. purpose for why it's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would hope that somebody who walked in the door would want to be a part of this family, be, not just because of the worship style or uh, the sermon was great, but because it, this church is meeting some need. But on the other side, I just think we would probably have a stronger presence of young adults if we actually had more young adults, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. the necessity of just having people who are mm-hmm. friends. And there are a couple couples, uh, young, young marrieds that have been married in the last you know, three to five years or something that we probably should get to know. But I'm wrestling with them. Am I trying to get to know them for ministry or am yeah. I just drawn to them because we have a friendship? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that line that she's talking about, I think is, is uh, I don't necessarily know if I want to call it a line, but it definitely seems to be that kind of, when, when is this ministry and when is this just life? And, um, and maybe I'm looking at ministry yeah. Like I should be looking at life and vice versa. I
0: take it as a good sign that that this congregation would care about your friendships with others, you know, because because it sort of speaks to a personal feeling uh, of affinity toward you, you know, wanting you not just to be healthy people, which of course they would want, but to but for you to stay here and be here and, and be healthy here. Um, and I've certainly gotten a sense from the people that I've met that they, they think you two are wonderful. Um, you're, do you, I'm I, you said something earlier that made me want to ask this do you Lars think you when you interviewed do you think you would have gotten this job if you weren't engaged at the time
1: I I don't think so I I don't I don't know that for sure it, I know, is, that's
0: isn't that an interesting I mean talk, yeah. how does that how do you feel about that and 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 what what's your response I mean what what does that mean to you I I'm curious.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I know that some of it had to do with all of the candidates. They one candidate was married and, and older. The other candidate w- was engaged as well, so we were both in the same boat. Uh-huh, right. Um. But uh, you know, she came along, and I know that right off the bat, there was you know the the youth that was on the interview. He was very much attached to her, and. Um, you know, he he joked with me about you know how much are you gonna pay me to so that you get this job. You know, but because <laughs> um, he
0: because he thought Janelle yeah. was awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, and so we've we've kidded about that in a way that you know she got me the job, but in in, in many regards there were a lot of factors that that went into that. But I, I do think the maturity of um, you know people seeing that after we left college too, most of our friends they were they were either um, had no idea where they were going to grad school or they were sticking around Eugene and, and kind of bumming around friends' houses. Um, there were very few that knew where they were moving to, what they were doing with, with their jobs and with their relationships. You know, several of them, um, their relationships either ended senior year or, yeah. or after senior year. Um, and, uh, and I think there is something to that about saying, Hey, I, my priority was to get engaged, so that Janelle and I could together could make the decision of where we were going to do ministry, and uh, so I felt like when we went into the even the conversations on the Skype interview, and then when we came down here, it was we were trying to do this together as a couple. Um, obviously, that we've grown a little bit in that over the last you know year uh, yeah, of being. Hopefully, engaged. and it'll but, keep
0: going. You know, yeah. it, it'll just keep growing. What's the best thing and, and what's the worst thing? Maybe that's the wrong way to say the question about being married to a youth minister from three months of experience yeah, right. <laughs> to draw on. Um, <laughs> hmm. I
2: don't, the, the best thing, it's tricky. I mean, we get to, to hang out at the beach every week. Yeah, you inherited, break, you, I mean, you
0: inherited a ministry I mean, <laughs> like a Wednesday afternoon to hang out and cook out at the beach. That's crazy. I love that. So, yeah. uh, sorry, I'm just, no, that's, that's my jealous middle Tennessee <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, through. we
2: automatically get to do fun stuff. We get to go ice skating. We get to go um, laser tagging, going to the beach, yeah. swimming. So, it's, it's nice to have excuses to go out and do fun things instead of, you know, when you have a normal nine-to-five job, when both of you have that, it's a you have to find a reason to get out of the house yeah. and go do stuff like that. This is built in. Yeah. You know, he's getting paid to do it. Yeah. You right. know, so that's fun. Um, I don't know if there's really a worse thing, like the worst thing about it, but I guess like the hours are just different every day. You yeah. know, I go to work, I get there at eight thirty, 30, I leave at four. That's every day. And, and I think girls get married. They're like, Oh, we're going to have supper. We're going to have dinner on the table. We're going to eat together. We're going to talk about our day. And, a lot of times it's like, well, he's getting up to go to breakfast at seven. I don't leave the house till eight, so there's an hour in the morning where we're not together. We're not waking up at the same time, we're, right? You know, right. and then at night it's like, oh, well, tonight is this mission project, and tonight is this service project, and yeah. tonight is this thing at the church, and yeah. and so it's it's always different. Every day is different. So I think that's tricky, but it's also it's also fun. You know, it's also a perk of ministry too. Is it's an excuse to get out of the house, but yeah. it just kind of throws a wrench into your dream of like every night's going to be exactly the same, you know, which probably would be boring anyway. So it's probably a blessing that that's not what we're doing, but that's kind of what I was going into marriage like is, you know,
0: that's, that's, that's fine. Uh, Were you going to say something? No, no, no. no. So, okay. Now turn it (laughs) around and ask you based on your three months of, you know, marriage, youth minister listening to this, that isn't married, Mm -hmm. you know, Janelle's it's been perfect
1: yeah uh, yes.
0: <laughs> what you know like the 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 number one or two or top three things that that a guy needs to be looking for in in the wife that's going to join him in ministry uh
1: well you know i think as much as i like to think i read my bible and think about prayer and, and those kind of things <laughs> um you don't? i forget you know and and there are moments like okay so i'm I'm prepping a lesson, or I'm doing a devotional, and I'm with the kids, and I'm like, hey, we need to pray right now, and I'm holding it out there, but at the same point, at home, that's not always the first thing that I think about, and, um, so finding, like, in her the moments where she's like, hey, we didn't read today, you know, and, um, and then the moments where she'll, She'll encourage us, you know, to hold hands every time we pray, and and those those subtle things that um, that I think I just kind of let slide because hey, I've been doing this all day. I'm kind of tired of being on, and um, and and that's been kind of one of the top things that I've noticed. Um, and I remember one of my campus ministry buddies telling me the, the campus minister that kind of walked with me through some. Uh, sometimes in college who who's just said, hey, my wife is the one who, who gathered the ladies together while the elders meeting was going on and she was praying. She They were walking through the building praying because that was the thing she could do. She wasn't yeah, the upfront yeah. person. She wasn't the person who was always going to cook every meal. She wasn't going to host all these people in her house, but she was about prayer. And so you find uh, your wife, find somebody who's about that kind of stuff. And I, I love the times that we get... Praying and and spending time together um, because she fills me up. Right, it's like I'm doing things with other kids trying to pour into them.
0: This um, is really cute but. watching them explain this, and she's getting red. And I'm uh, this podcast is bringing the two of them together. This is really it's sweet, it's like
2: it's post marital counseling. There it you is go. Just yeah. great, yeah. I, you
0: guys. This is awesome. Um, well, okay, so. Th- that, that's that's a that's a great answer um, and I'm I'm really excited you know about about this opportunity that, that you guys have you know you're just my wife and I just celebrated 20 years of marriage of uh, six months ago and and I actually uh, Monday two days ago was my 20 my year anniversary in paid youth ministry and so down I'm down way down the line from where you guys are and I look back on on my life in in ministry and married to Becky, we were we were married um, before I started ministry, of course. If, if you're doing the math, you know. And um, <laughs> but just you've just it's a it's a beautiful road. It really, really is a beautiful road when you share it together. And um and I'm the the last I guess maybe the last question. who knows where this will go. But the last question I have written down has to do with your passions and your heart for ministry like you're a youth minister's wife my wife and I have always Becky's never been paid to do youth ministry um, She's she's been my wife but we've ministered together and her heart has always been in it and she's always had the, you know the the things that her heart beats for in ministry even though she's not the paid professional she's there and and her voice is heard and, and I'm going to her with every important moment and and I'm saying, you know, and we're sharing this, so I wonder, it, it, how how have the two of you in ministry? I'm using my you know sort of hand motions here. How have you complemented one another in terms of your hearts for ministry and the passions that you have? And uh, does the does the question make sense? Like what mm-hmm. what is your heart beating for? And how have those have you have how have you learned that they complement one another?
1: you want to go first? No. Okay, so I will try and, and wrestle with this one. Well, I mean,
0: have yeah. you seen this happen?
1: Like, Well, you know? I think we together like see where it could go. At this point, I don't think we have um, landed on anything where it really has come together. So in Eugene, where I was doing the part-time ministry, I got the chance to bring my youth group along to a couple of the events that Janelle was coordinating with our our college, um, university we were going to. Um, and she was doing the touch project, um, which was a homeless ministry, uh, working with basically giving out clothes and, and maybe haircuts and, and feet washing things and everything like that. And Bibles and, and Bibles and, foods <laughs> and, and, and different things like that. So, um, but our teens got to come down and just kind of be a part of that, um, as well. And I think that kind of touched me in a, in a way that it says, okay, she's she's passionate about seeing uh, homeless ministry and, and service and having conversations that I really am uncomfortable with, um, and just listening to people who yeah. I don't really want to listen uh, to—the guy on the street—or you're more like having
0: that. more more comfortable having um, Janelle is more comfortable having conversations with the the homeless than you are.
1: Yeah. And so I lived in a place where homelessness is like a career there in Eugene, Um, and I drove past them all the time, never went downtown, never had anything to do with them, and that was just for six years, and that was just who I was. I didn't really care about that part of what our society was there, and... Uh, and so to see her kind of challenge that part of my comfort zone was, was really neat. And where I have seen my biggest uh, lack of organization or lack of passion is for service uh-huh. type ministry. Um, I can plan a devotional, plan a summer camp, you know, plan all sorts of fun activities. That I, I don't really mm-hmm. excel at making sure that our calendar has got at least some service component to it. Um uh, so I, I guess I I've seen that as a as a possibility. We just yeah. as a couple are still looking for.
2: Yeah, we're toying with that right now. You know. So you see that too,
1: and okay, yeah. You what what
0: what what would your you know you mentioned Cambodia earlier? I mean, obviously that that's a big part of where you you know your heartbeat is for ministry. Mm-hmm. What what are some of the possibilities um, that you see?
2: I mean, we've we've done this together before too. His he does youth rallies, and he had one in Eugene after we had gone to Cambodia. And um, part of the human trafficking um, Agape International missions is over there, and they're um, rescuing girls, and and they're a safe place for girls to come after they're um, in brothels and stuff. And they come, and they have a place to work. They have devotionals. They they have an opportunity to recover and find a new trade. So they create T-shirts and bracelets and. And things like that. So his youth rally, he'll get the T-shirts from them. So it's mm-hmm. more money, but it's it's going to a cause. So we're kind of implementing that. Um, our wedding, our our wedding favor for all of our guests was a bracelet made by those girls, mm-hmm. and so kind of raising awareness is kind of natural for us in that way. Um, but we're still we're still finding ways to make that happen. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of a passion that we share. I think maybe I'm more. You can have I um, oh,
0: hey, I got a bracelet. This is great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I love it. I think I might be more passionate about the human trafficking um, aspect, but the whole Cambodia Cambodia love, the love for the country. Yeah. I think we share that. Um, but I think I think my passion is for the downtrodden, for for people yeah. who don't have what I have or who aren't heard, who don't normally have a voice.
0: It's a pretty cool deal, though. I mean, it's pretty cool to hear the 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 way that that could potentially really bless and support Lars's ministry. And you know, you described that as not only you know you described it as a weakness, as an mm-hmm. area of your life that she that, that the fact that it's a strength for for her can really bless uh, you. But you know, the kingdom of God can really bless the kingdom of God. That's a cool. That's really really neat. So I love I love to see that and thank you. This is good. This is a it says three three strands mm-hmm. ministry. I guess help rescue all prophets help rescue restore and bring hope to victims of sex trafficking. Um, awesome. Well, I'm I uh, I you know I'm interested to see how what you know, what kind of relationship we get to have in the future. Three weeks ago we didn't know each other at all. Uh, today we're friends. Um I'm excited you know to to be together whenever we do get together again maybe it'll be pepperdine lectures maybe it'll be national conference on youth ministry yeah. maybe you'll fly to nashville for the summit in november maybe we will. by maybe. the youth cartel yes. which is located right here actually yeah, you, you met know. Know adam that. on friday um and, uh, and 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 maybe our church maybe our youth group who knows will be back here at canyon view at some point in the future um and, if the and drought
1: doesn't continue
0: maybe this won't be our last time in san diego i know you guys have to cut your water
1: here i apparently that's what
0: how they were are y'all me? gonna do we came in we're taking showers we're t- we're trying to take navy showers i'll just tell you we turn the water on get wet then we turn the water off because there's a
1: drought yeah i, I we need to
0: pray lord water water and rain uh for this area for sure. And he says um, there's
1: the big ocean out there, but uh, yeah, not we quite need the right water, the I guess. Wrong, that's
0: the wrong <laughs> water. We need, we need fresh uh, rainwater here um, so badly. Well, I thank you for being on the podcast. Anything <laughs> else you want to say to bless the listening audience?
1: Oh, man. Just... Uh Thank you, David, for for this fun time. You're a fun guy. If you don't know David in person, you need to find him.
2: Find a friend of a friend and get connected. Well,
0: Lars, that may have secured you an actual full frontal hug instead of just a side hug. As I start the bumper music, um, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm giving you hugs right now, uh, Janelle, Evelyn, uh, blessings to you, Lars. I love you, dude. Yes, this is thank uh, you. maybe the first Norwegian hug that I've that I've had <laughs> in a very long time. Um, continue to 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 you know work and and bless and serve you, and have a magical marriage, the two of you, in thank Jesus' you. name. You. That's my prayer for you. All right, we'll see you next time on the digital side.